0: Amen. How many can tell me what I've preached on the last two weeks? Shipwrecked. All right. Well, we're going to finish finish the series up this morning. So we're going to be back in Acts chapter 28 and a little bit in 27. But let's get our Bibles out. All right. Some people are like, is he going to? Okay, I'm waiting. All right. This is God's word for me today. So go ahead and turn over to Acts chapter 28. We're going to begin reading verses 1 through 10. So <clears throat> talking about where do we go and, and, and talking about shipwrecked. And, and so as I was thinking about that, a lot of things would come up in the title. So this morning I kind of titled it Shipwrecked, Finally on Dry Ground. Kind of a little misleading there because just because they were on dry ground didn't mean everything was going to go smooth, did it? But they were on dry ground. So let's start verse 1, Acts chapter 28. After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. How many know some of you are in Malta today? We'll talk about that. It happened that the father of Publis lay sick with fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. And God, I just ask that your word would bring light and life into our lives today. Help us, Lord, to have hope, knowing that you are still in control on Malta. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, it's quitting time already. That used to be the signal, I better shut up or I'm losing the congregation. And then there goes Rachel, just on cue. All right, well, unfortunately, there are times in our lives that we find ourselves on Malta, right? Well, what are you talking about, Pastor? Malta is a place that you never plan on landing. Malta is a situation you never plan coming. Malta may be a loss of a job that you weren't expecting. Malta may be a relation problem that you never knew was taking place. Malta may be a sudden sickness. Malta may be hitting a deer, I couldn't resist, in your brand new car. Malta can be so many things and representative of somewhere or something that is not what we had planned. And so we think about Paul, and we think about Paul on Malta. And we wonder or we realize that Paul of all people had the right if anybody did to ask God why? Why God have all these things happened to me? We talked about it in Sunday school. He go, he's, he's, he's going to jail for something for preaching the gospel. He, he gets blamed for things that he didn't do and he was on board this ship that he shouldn't have had to be on and facing the, the, the storm, facing the ship being torn to pieces, facing faced getting thrown in the, in the water again because of someone else's bad decisions. He's going to Rome because he was appealing his, his conviction to Caesar and he ended up in Malta. You see... In the midst of all Paul's problems, in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the circumstances, in the midst of the problems, in the midst of of all the mess that he was in, and even now on Malta, here's what Paul can stand on. God is still in control. God didn't lose his grip. Because of the storm. God didn't lose his grip because, because the captain of the ship made a bad decision to sail. God didn't lose his grip because of all the things that had happened to Paul. God didn't lose his grip. He's still in control. Sometimes we look at our circumstances. We look at the situations we're in, either by our own, by our own doing or by the doing of somebody else. And sometimes we wonder, God, did you let go of me? The answer is no. God is still in control. Last week, if you remember, I, I read this scripture in Acts chapter 27, verses 23 through 25. For this very night there stood before me an angel of the God to whom I belong. Now, Paul knows who his God is, right? And whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. Paul. You will stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have told you. You see, God was in control. God says, okay, the storm's coming. Get ready. God says, okay, you're all going to get thrown into water. Get ready but I am still in control. You're still going to make it to the destiny. You're still going to be be where God wants you to be no matter what. And all these people are going to be rescued along with you. See, the facts are that sometimes God allows the shipwreck. Sometimes God allows the storm. Sometimes God allows life to happen and not go our way. Sometimes God allows those things in our lives. However, we need to understand that when those things happen, God is still with us. I don't believe for a second that God is in the business of bringing tragedy on us, like some people like to believe all the time. Everything bad that happens, that's God. No. But what I do believe is when those things happen, God is there with you. And God is still in control. God still has the whole world in His hand, even though the the devil, the enemy, wants to disrupt and destroy everything that you are. God is still in control. God is still God no matter what. God is still in control you see maybe he's allowing a shipwreck so we can learn to trust him instead of the ship what are you saying pastor well so I've got a job I go to that job every day and that because I go to that job every day that job pays me or I get I get a check And so I can say, well, my job is my financial security. And tomorrow that job could be gone. What I need to learn instead is that God is my financial security, and he he has provided a job so that I can, that income will be there. But if that job goes away, I still have a God who is in control. So where am I going to put my trust? And you think that's easy. I'm not standing up here telling you how easy it is. But I have to realize that that if that job is gone tomorrow, that my God is still able to sustain me. My God is still able to help me to to be and do what I need to be and do. Why? Because He is bigger than that job. The same is true with your health. You might be in here today and you don't have an ache or a pain in your body. Man, whoo! To be that way. But don't... Put your faith and your trust in in that pain-free body. Remember, if you do have pain, God is still God. It's hard sometimes to trust Him when you're in all that pain. It is, but understand that don't trust your body. Trust God. He is still in control in the midst of the pain. He is still in control in the midst of the sickness. You see, Paul had this assurance from God that God was going to take him where he needed to go. God, Paul had this assurance from God that he was enough. sometimes we, we, we in, in our spirit maybe we don't say it out loud but we just question God is this are you really enough to get me through this? are you really enough God to help me through this circumstance are you really enough God or should I try to take matters in my own hands and really mess it up? God is enough. Paul needed to understand God was, God was going to be enough. Paul put his trust in God. We can make our own plan, but God determines its course. You see, back when Paul, Paul was brought up before all, all the magistrates and all that, and, and actually Paul was going to be set free, but Paul says, I want to go to Caesar. Paul had a plan because he knew that there were people in Rome that needed to hear the gospel. So he set in motion the plan to be, to be brought before Caesar. And when he did that, God had ordained that plan. So no matter what happened between there and here, he knew that he was going to fulfill the destiny God had laid on his heart. And so he trusted God, and sometimes we we struggle in that trust because we want it to go just a certain way. So we think, you know, Paul. I'm sure when he originally got on that boat, he thought, you know, we're going to get on this boat and we're going to sail and we're going to we're going to come to Rome and we're all going to get off and I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to march in there and I'm going to start preaching the gospel and and people are just going to all get saved and 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 yet God had a little bit different way that that plan was going to unfold the plan paul was still going to rome paul was still going to minister to those people but there were some things that were going to happen in the process that paul hadn't planned on and there's a there's an opportunity for us when those things go wrong to lose faith in god and say god why and i'm not afraid of the question why i'm not one of those people i don't i know you can ask god why but sometimes in, the, in the asking God why we lose sight of who God really is and we forget to trust Him. And so Paul, even though the course wasn't the course he would have taken, he was still on course to get to his destination. You see, he thought he was land, going to land in Rome and instead he landed on Malta. Instead he landed in a place that he hadn't thought he was going to be. He landed in a place that wasn't his ideal situation. He landed in a place that he was going to have to trust God to lead him off of. See, he knew he was headed for Rome. Right now he's in Malta. So right now he's got to begin to trust God that God isn't done with him yet. And so some way, somehow they're getting off of Malta they're going to the destination. He doesn't know at this point. He doesn't know exactly how. And that might be where you're at today. Maybe you're not where you thought you were supposed to be in this moment of time. But understand that that doesn't rattle God even a little. Because he's got a plan for you. He's got he's got he's got a different course maybe than you wanted to take. It's not the direction that you wanted to go. But trust in God because He determines your course. You see, Paul comes out of the water, they get up on the shore, they're cold and they're wet and it's raining and and the natives kindle a fire and Paul should have just sat back and let them take care of him, shouldn't he? But what does Paul do? He starts gathering wood. So he can help with the fire. So Paul's throwing some wood on the fire and and this serpent comes out and latches a hold. Can you imagine? He he latched a hold. Uh, He must have had some pretty good fangs, right? So he latched a hold and here's what happens. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. Here's my point on this right here. It's not what the world thinks or says that matters. It's not... Boy, somebody should have got it. It's not what the world thinks or says that matters. Amen? Amen? The world is going to be speaking to you in lots of different ways. They're going to be trying to tear you down in lots of different ways. They're going to be accusing you of lots of different ways, trying to tear you down. But my God says, it doesn't matter what the world says. you got to listen to what I say. I see you in a whole different way. I've got a plan for you that the world can't even imagine. That old serpent that jumps out and tries to attach itself to you, shake it off back into the fire from where it came. You see, sometimes we give too much weight to what the world says and thinks and does. And not near enough weight to what God thinks and says and does. You see, the world says, oh, he's a a criminal. He's a murderer. He's a thief. He's going to die. Even though he made it out of the water, he's going to die. Shake, plop, Oh, you know, they waited and they waited and they waited. They're like, well, then they said, well, he must be a God. Neither one of them were right. Neither one of them were acceptable. Paul was just the man of God doing what the man of God was supposed to do, trusting God and believing that God was still in control. It doesn't matter if somebody wants to try to tell you how worthless you are, how many mistakes you've made. Maybe your list isn't as long as mine. Maybe it's longer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is what God says about you. God says you're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Amen. God says you're my child. God says I have chosen you for a purpose. And there isn't a storm. There isn't a, a shipwreck. There isn't a Malta that can change my plan for you. If you will just hold on and stick out my course. If you will just keep believing, if you will just keep walking in faith, if you will just continue to trust me, you will make it to the destination. Amen? So it's not what the world thinks or says. And I love this thing here. When God is in control, He changes things. When we let God be in control, things will change when we get ourselves out of the way, when we get our our thoughts and our actions out of the way, and we just totally trust in Him and let Him be in control, things will change. Romans 8, 28. I think we all know this scripture. may not know exactly word for word or where it's found, but it says, And we know that for those who love God, All things work together for good. doesn't just say for everybody in the world. It says, and we know that for those who love God, and the Word says if we love God, we will keep His commandments. So let's keep it all in here together. And for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. I'm a firm believer that the promises of God are for the believers. The promises of God are for the Christians. The promises of God are for those who love Him and who serve Him. And He says, if you do that, if you love Me, if you serve Me, there isn't one thing that can happen to you that I can't change and make come out for your good. There isn't one circumstance that the enemy or somebody else will try to put in your life that I can't change to your benefit. You may not see it today. You may not see it tomorrow. You may not understand how. How can God turn this circumstance? I don't even know sometimes. But all I know is if we just hold on, if we just keep trusting, if we just keep believing, if we just keep doing the the, the will of God in our life, He's going to turn that thing, and sooner or later you're going to find the good that has come from that thing. You see... They, they thought that when they landed on Malta, they at least, they, oh, we were in safety. They thought Malta was there for their safety. But really, they were there, or at least Paul was there, not for his safety, but to bring the gospel. You see, God used a misdirection to bring the gospel to a people that would not have heard the gospel. We've talked about missions this morning. We've talked about missions around the world. We've talked about missions in our own backyard. Sometimes it's those circumstances and those situations that we didn't see coming. And sometimes it's those places we didn't plan on being, that God has us there, has allowed us to be there, because somebody needs us. They needed Paul more than he needed dry ground. Paul was going to make it to Rome, whether he landed on Malta or not. But Malta needed Paul to come and share the gospel. God has a plan. When He's in control, things change. Things happen that wouldn't happen otherwise when we let God be in control. You see, there was somebody there that had a need. There was the leader of that place that his father-in-law lay the father, I guess. He was sick and dying. What I like about this part of the Scripture, it doesn't even say that this man asked Paul to come over. It doesn't say that he called Paul up and said, hey, can you come over and see my dad and pray for him? Paul, when he heard that this man was sick, immediately, you know... He just said, man, this man has something that I can can bring to him. Paul went over and visited, laid his hands on him, and prayed. This man wasn't a believer. He didn't know nothing about Jesus. But Paul found the opportunity to bring Christ to someone who needed to hear and after that there were many in that place that were sick they brought them he prayed for them and they were healed You see as we think about our lives and we think about the situations of our lives we don't we don't know the opportunities that may lie ahead of us many times Maybe we have a plan and we have a purpose I could tell you I could tell you about some shipwrecks in my life I could tell you about some places that Man, I never never even dreamed this was gonna happen. I never even imagined this terrible, horrible thing was gonna happen in my life at the time what I felt terrible, horrible, shipwrecked, on Malta. Feeling like I just barely made it there with my with my life, and not in the physical sense, but you understand what I'm saying, and and here I am, and I'm wondering, God, what what now? This isn't what I had in mind. This isn't the plan I had, God. This isn't where I thought I would be today. And, 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 and God just kept saying, and kept moving and kept saying, just trust me. I remember on, on one day I just simply said, I don't know for sure what we're going to do, but I'm just going to trust God. And me and my family are just going to keep serving God. And we're, we're going to go and do what God, we feel God has called us to go and do. And I don't even know what that is. But God opened the right doors. And God showed a way. And we went to, through some more storms and we landed in the water and we ended up on Malta what I, again. And, and it's like, where, what's happening, God? And God has a plan. And when God's in control, He changes things, He changes hearts. He changes minds. He changes circumstances. He changes problems. He changes things when we let Him be in control. I don't know what next month or next year or the next five years. I don't know what all that's going to hold. I just want to keep trusting God. I want to keep following His plan. And and, and if I get thrown in the water again, I just want to keep knowing that God is in control in the water. He's in control on Malta. He's in control all the way to the end destination. And I can't give up. I can't lose hope. I can't lose sight of of what God is. the, the end picture is. And God has called us to live for Him because one of these days He's coming back to take us home. Maybe you're where you're at today through no fault of your own and not even because you needed to be there, but because somebody needs you there. Somebody needs that hope that only you have. And maybe you you didn't ever plan or imagine you, you would be where you're at and, and, and having the opportunity to share that hope but I'm telling you today that God is in control and he can make things happen you see sometimes we get so wrapped up in ourselves we stop looking for the hand of God at work in our situation we start feeling so sorry for ourselves that we no longer even be, look for the hand of God We don't even look for the reason, not the reason we're there, but we don't even look for what we could do because we're there. We don't even, we're so wrapped up in woe is me, we stop thinking, God, if I'm here, and I'm here for a purpose, what is that purpose, and I'm going to do what you ask me to do. In spite of the circumstance, in spite of the situation, in spite of the outlook, it doesn't look good, God. Malta is not a good place to be, God, But instead of feeling sorry for myself, instead of of sitting around, woe is me, God, help me to see something that I can do for you while I'm here. Something that I can do, someone I can touch while I'm here. Because I'm not staying on Malta forever. I know I'm moving on. But while I'm here, God, while I'm here, I know there's something that I can do for you. I know there's someone I can reach for you. Help me to stop looking at the situation on, on, in that pitiful way and, and start looking at it as an opportunity to do something great for you. So, as we close this morning, God's grace does not always prevent shipwreck, but He will provide a Malta. You think, wow, that's great. No, it is, because somebody needs you there. And if you have to go to Malta, thank God that He's providing you a dry place, that you're going to have the opportunity to do something for Him. Know, is it where you want to be? Probably not. But know that if you let Him, He will be in control. And if you let Him, He will show you what you can do while you're there. And though the waves control the ship, again, if you've ever been out when you shouldn't have been out on the water, the waves control the ship. You can't stop that ship from doing that, can you? But God controls the waves. (laughs) I love that. That's not even mine, but I still loved it. God controls the waves. We can make our own plan, but God will determine its course, and we talked about that. When shaken, when when snake bitten by misfortune, shake it off and keep moving forward. I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna make you a promise and a guarantee. Somebody's gonna hurt you. Somebody's gonna talk bad about you. Somebody's gonna lie about you. Somebody's gonna take something that's yours. So something's gonna happen that's gonna get try to get under your skin. And it may even be before you leave the building. I don't know. Maybe it already has in the last 15 minutes. Very possible. But let me tell you, it's going to happen. But how you respond to it is up to you. It's not up to that person how you respond, is it? It's not up to the person that's trying to hurt you how you respond. It's up to me, and it's up to you, and it's up as we put our trust in God and say, God, Mm, I want to, even God loves a little wrestling match, right, Lamont? But no, I'm not responding that way, God. I'm responding in in the way you want me to respond. I'm going to shake it off. I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm not going to let it slow me down. I'm not going to let it keep me from being what you want me to be. I'm going to shake it off. Is that easy, Pastor? No, no, no. None of this stuff is easy. We can't do it without God. That's the beauty of it. We can't do it without God. So it helps us to focus on Him more. It helps us to put our trust in Him more. Then we can do it. We can do it with God's help. Don't let others' opinions of you affect who you are. I think this is a big one. Don't let Someone else's opinion of you make you. Let God's opinion of you make you. If you let God's opinion of you make you, you've got something. Because God values you. God values you so much, He would send allow His Son to go to the cross to die for you. So don't let somebody else's opinion of you cause you to be who you are. Let God's opinion of you cause you to be who you are. And then the the last thing. In God's hand, even unexpected problems can turn to blessings for you and others. Look for them. In the midst of that Malta, in the midst of that place you don't want to be, in the midst of that trial you don't want to be in the middle of, in the midst of all that stuff, start looking for somebody you can reach out to because I can just about bet you there's somebody that's worse off than you. Bow your heads if you would this morning. Lord, I thank you for these people that have allowed me, allowed me to speak into their life, but Lord, I don't want to speak into their life I want your Holy Spirit to speak through me into their life. And God, there may be some in here this morning that are going through some pretty bad stuff and they might feel like they're on Malta and and all alone and there's no hope of ever getting off. But let me God help them this morning to realize that you're not done with them. That Malta is just a place that they are now. And while they're there, you have a plan and a purpose for them and you're taking them off, you're going to move them on, but right now, you have a purpose and a plan for where they're at. Because you've allowed them to be there. And so, Lord, this morning in this place, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would would open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to what you're speaking. And maybe there's some here this morning, Lord, that don't even know you, that haven't even given their life to you, that, that, are, that just don't, just have not asked you to forgive them of their sins. Lord, today I pray that your Holy Spirit would draw them in to fellowship with you. And Lord, for those who are here this morning that may feel like they're shipwrecked and they're in a place they don't want to be and they don't know how you can ever use them there, God, help them to realize that when they put their trust in you, you can change things with your heads bowed and your eyes closed this morning. I'm going to ask those two questions. First, if you're here this morning, you feel like you're in Malta. And to this point, you don't, you don't have a clue what's going to happen next, but you're going to, today you're going to say, I'm going to trust God while I'm here on Malta because I know He's got a plan and a purpose. And you want to trust God today. I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you as we close this morning. Yes. Thank you for those hands. And also what I ask this morning, if you're here and you, you just say, Pastor, I, I just have not asked Jesus into my life. I'm not a Christian. I haven't asked him to forgive me of my sins. I, I don't really even understand what all this is about. But this morning, I I've just I feel something in me. I feel something tugging on my heart. And And, and today, you want to have the opportunity to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. If that's you this morning, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Would there be one this morning that would say, that's me? Yes, I see that hand. Thank you for that this morning. Lord, this morning as we prepare to respond again, Lord, I believe that you are calling us to say yes to you. Whether it be to trust you where we're at or Lord, for for that one that raised their hand this morning that wants to accept you as their Savior, Lord, I pray that today you will help us to say yes to you in complete and total surrender. Nick's going to play some music. I'm just going to ask you to respond if you raised your hand this morning. If you raised your hand this morning, I'm just going to ask you to come to the front you can kneel. You can stand. I want to walk around. I want to pray with you. And I, I just want to encourage you this morning. Just be obedient to the Lord today. And, and, and if you didn't raise your hand and somebody that you want to come up behind and pray with this morning, you have I, I just encourage you to, to, to lay your hands on them and pray with them. And we're just going to spend a few moments just responding to the Lord and and letting God do today what He has spoken to us about. We're going to trust Him.